Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, everybody, and welcome to the final edition of our NFL Division previews. This is Double or Nothing. I am Mason Migliere, and that is Patrick Previty. I hope everyone is doing very well. Uh, we got football starting up. We got like this this last weekend and uh, next week, and then we got football starting. It's really exciting, but we got to get through this. Uh, but first, as always, Patrick, how are you today? I'm doing great, man. Yeah, football is right around the corner. College football is like a week or so away now. Oh my gosh! So lots of football Saturdays and Sundays in the fall will be taken up by oh yeah the real American pastime here soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't argue that one. Where we're at right now, it's definitely uh, the NFL is is, is the, the main topic. No one really cares about baseball, unfortunately. Um, but today we got the, uh, the AFC South, a very uh, eh kind of division. I'm not it's, – it's tough to talk about because, you know, the Houston Texans, they're clearly rebuilding. And then the Colts are just a meh kind of team um they obviously have anthony richardson who is going to be a lot of fun to watch this season the jacksonville jaguars and the tennessee titans are probably the two most experienced teams in the division right now um i think we've talked throughout this entire eight episode run we've talked every time we talk about the jaguars uh we're, we have high praise for them for sure and uh I don't know how you feel about the titans but i think it's definitely the jaguars division to kind of take right yeah i think they're easily the best team going into 2023 here i think the titans shouldn't be underestimated i think there's something to be said about having mike Vrabel still um at the helm and leading the way i think they're a well-run organization at this point in all honesty they've been very consistent and when you have derrick henry in the backfield you know he's going to support whoever's at quarterback no matter what whoever that may be, if that's Will Levis, Ryan Tannehill, or Malik Willis, like they're going to have a good running game. So I don't really want to count the Titans completely out of it, just in the sense that they're, you know, head and shoulders above the Texans and the Colts. Um, they might not be where the Jags are, but I, I don't really like drawing um, 
drawing conclusions on the Titans just yet. I think that they can surprise some people. And there, and it's like that every year in the NFL. A team will surprise. And you're thinking, man, they didn't – I thought they were going to fade away. And it's like, no, they, they didn't go away. No, for, for sure. I mean, I guess we can just continue with uh with the Titans. Obviously, how when they, they traded A.J. Brown last offseason, that was a big loss for them. But they still – they got Ryan Tannehill. He's a he's a veteran quarterback. There's nothing really wrong with him. Um, and then obviously, if you have Derrick Henry, you got the king there. There, there's nothing. That's a tough running back to stop for any defense. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're the 49ers. If you got Derrick Henry running at you, that is really really scary. So he's definitely the king running back in that division. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor. No idea what's going to happen with him with the Colts. Um, so I, I don't know. Let's take a look at this team as a whole. Let me pull it up. As always, I'm using pro football focus. They need to sponsor us. I'm just kidding. Um, we don't need any sponsors, but the Tennessee Titans got their lineup pulled up here. Again, as I was talking about, they got Tannehill and Henry. Those are their two, um, big guys, but I can't believe we just didn't even talk about this. DeAndre Hopkins. He is now on the titans what do you what is that going to do for them is that going to help them i think um in all in all honesty like i've said not to count out the titans i think it it depends on who uh is their starting quarterback and same goes for deandre hopkins like if ryan Tannehill is their starting quarterback i think he can help like keep that offensive their, their passing game afloat and maybe just bring an extra like wrinkle to some to something that the opposing defensive coordinators need to plan for. But I don't think, in all honesty, that um, that DeAndre Hopkins is going to make that big of a difference for this team. If it's Malik Willis or Will Levis, I think he'll. You'd like to think that he would help their development, but I think as far as like the wins and losses, I don't know if this really moves the needle for me. I saw the other day that Traylon Burks got carted off the field. I don't oh, know no. exactly his injury um, status right now, but if they don't figure out exactly who's going to be their quarterback, I mean, has it been confirmed that it's Ryan Tannehill or is this an open battle? I'm very interested in it because it's like, I don't think that they liked what they saw from Malik Willis last year. And I didn't think it was any good either. You know, he's projected to go in the top five, went in the fourth round. So there's already like a huge red flag there. And then they, drafted will levis who fell as well into the second round and it's like are they really happy with ryan Tannehill? so it's uh, it's not really just that like kendy audrey hopkins like he, he's going to be that guy again i mean he's worked with awful quarterbacks his whole career essentially um especially when he was on the texans but like as far as like wins and losses i don't know if they're going to really be able to do anything other than just like try to recapture where they were at last year do you think that they – it's it's probably just the division that they're going for right now. I don't think that they're going for um, even a wild card because I don't think they're better than the Dolphins, the Jets, the Bengals, the Ravens, I, I, and then the, the Chargers or the Chiefs. So it's kind of just like that division or nothing for, for the Titans in my opinion. And, and I'm uh, just reading this now that Traylon Burks sprained his LCL. Okay. Yeah. So does is there a timetable on like how long he's going to be out for or? Well, I think part of this injury is a little unique because usually you don't have 
just an LCL injury, you have like, you know, it's kind of like the entire knee, like the ACL and PCL. Mm -hmm. um, so looking at it here, it seems to be that since it's, since it's just the LCL, he'll be out like four to six weeks, you know, with like a knee sprain, sometimes you can even tough that out after a few weeks, especially in the NFL, you know, it's just a different kind of different, yeah. ga different game, different pain tolerance, certainly pills galore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, they got the best recovery in the world. I mean, any sport does, but um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting season, I think, for for the Titans. I don't expect a whole lot, um, but talking about that, let's take a look at their schedule real quick. They start off the season at New Orleans. That's a pretty even matchup, I would say. Um, so that good game to start off, I think that that'll show. A battle of two quarterback, two veteran quarterbacks is what it's going to be. I think Ryan Tannehill is going to be the starter. Um, as you were talking about, they're not happy with Malik Willis and Will Levis. Obviously, just was drafted, so I don't expect him to be even close to starting in Week One. Um, so, and then Week Two, they host the Chargers. Week Three, they'll be in Cleveland, and then they got Cincinnati, Indy, and then Baltimore uh, in. Uh, what is it, London probably? Yeah, week six. Um, and then they got their bye week a little bit early. No, not a ton of division games there. It's just uh it's just indie. So I like this kinda, stretch coming up for them though. Yeah, after the bye week, week they got yeah, from week eight through the thirteenth. I like that for them because they, so, yeah. they get they get Atlanta, ahead. they get Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay. Jacksonville, Carolina, Indy. So you get three division games. Well, excuse me, two. Um, and then you get a lot of young QBs. Mm -hmm. um, they definitely can that win. Could definitely, if they just stay 500 range through those first few games, through the first yeah. six games, I mean, three and three or two and four. I really do think that they can like win almost every single one of those games from week eight to week 13. Which is that which one in Jacksonville will be tough. That's th they have three straight road games. They go Pittsburgh on Thursday night on a short week after playing uh, uh, Atlanta. And then Sunday, Sunday against uh, in Tampa and in Jacksonville. So who knows? Maybe they'll stay in Florida for, for a little bit there because they're just going to be Tampa and then Jacksonville. And then, as you said, they got Carolina and Indy. So I think they definitely can win. As you said, three and three is really good before they um, – go into Miami on December 11th on a Monday primetime game, that will probably be like, that's going to be their must win game. If they're still in it and they lose that game, they're probably out for the, for the rest of the season. And then they'll probably throw in Will Levis and Malik Willis at, uh, for the last couple of weeks. But if they can win that game, then you never know. They, they might, they can make a run because then they got Houston, Seattle, Houston, Jacksonville. Those two Houston games, they probably should win those games. So then you got Seattle and Jacksonville. If they can pull one of those, they're having a pretty good season. Yeah, especially down the stretch. Especially down the stretch. You want to think that Houston is going to be way out of it. Not that they don't have anything to play for, because certainly C.J. Stroud just trying to get his feet wet, you know, like an ending the season with some momentum going into his second year. But if you're the Titans and after looking at this schedule and you're still in a win now position, I think like you're not exactly 
at a point where you want to rebuild. I mean, considering they drafted quarterbacks not in the first round, but later on in the draft, I think they're not fully committed to the to the rebuild or the possible rebuild that could be looming. Um, with that like being taken into consideration, I think you really want to make a push for those for those games to say like, hey, whatever happens, maybe even in that Miami game, which that's that would be a huge win, and it would mm-hmm. definitely get uh people in the national media like their attention um you want to say hey like we have those two games in those three weeks coming down the pipe and you know like put those in our back pocket yeah for sure because if you're in the playoff race you might be you might have a funky looking record before those games but then you get two more wins and it Mm kind of puts it together i mean what do you what do you really think is this team's ceiling in a sense do you really think that they can make the playoffs Looking at the schedule, yes. Looking at the schedule, they 100% can. It's not a very difficult schedule. Um, obviously, those first – once they get past their bye week, um, it, it's pretty easy, in my opinion. But the Cincinnati, Baltimore, uh, and the Chargers in those first six weeks, that's going to be really tough. So if they can kind of tread water and they can go – they can go two and four in that for, in those first six, and I think they'll, they're in a good spot. If you go – one and five or even oh and six which i don't think they will but whatever then that's where you might need to start panicking but if you can go two and four three and three they're in a really 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 good spot in my opinion for sure you know you mentioned the dolphins game and i think that that game is obviously really important because the dolphins are a very good team and it's late in the season prime time you want to say that we can beat a team like that if you're really in the playoff race 100 um, but another little wrinkle I think in that matchup that also is in, I think Baltimore and Los Angeles is you could possibly have head to head wins over teams that yeah. you're competing against. And yeah. I think that that could really make a difference in the playoffs or in the playoff oh. race, because Without a doubt. those teams look like, I mean, how many people really think the chargers are going to win the division? I just think that that goes to the chiefs, a great chargers team though, but I think that goes to the chiefs. And then you have the Bengals and Baltimore. I mean, you're playing the, um, the uh, the AFC North, so you're going to have multiple of those teams, and I do think that there's two teams that come out of that division to make the playoffs. So you have Baltimore and Cincy. Uh, yeah. You know those are huge games, and I think probably, well, after the Joe Burrow injury, I don't know 100 percent for sure that Cincinnati's going to be able to put together a full season okay. of of great regular season play to make the playoffs uh, as a division winner. But you have both those games, but I think it's going to be Baltimore. So that Baltimore game, that Chargers game, and that Dolphins game, those are all teams that are definitely, definitely going into this year, a lot of people predicting them to be better than you. So, but but, but not 100% division winners. Mm-hmm. And those are games I think that they need to win. Do you, I, I want to say that, I want to say don't count them out because we're looking at the schedule here and I wouldn't want to count, count them out. But I don't think that they're on the level of those teams. I don't think they're on that level either, but I think saying don't count them out is very fair because that schedule is not too difficult. Obviously, as as you've already said, that first six weeks is a little tough. And then their toughest game is probably um, Jacksonville at Jacksonville and then at Miami. Other than that, it's pretty easy for the most part. But I think we've talked a lot about the Titans so far. Let's move into the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Obviously, they're headed by Trevor Lawrence. He is a phenomenal quarterback for them. He, 
I, I thoroughly enjoy his play. What What are your thoughts on the Jaguars? Oh yeah, Trevor, big Trevor Lawrence fan. I remember saying, um, in the midst of the whole Urban Meyer fiasco and debacle that was his rookie year, that mm-hmm. um, he it wasn't his fault. I think there were a lot of people who made their conclusions about him and what he could be, um, because he did end up throwing a fair amount of interceptions his senior year, just trying to make plays, mm-hmm. and. I think it's really satisfying, honestly, to see like what a young quarterback can do with a state in a stable organization with with decent coaching. Um, and I th- Doug Peterson is that exactly. I mean, I think going into this year, they're probably hoping for going deeper than what they did last year. They were in the divisional uh, round last year when they lost. This the- offense is is champion AFC championship level in my opinion I mean you got Trevor Lawrence he very good and then you got Travis Etienne Jr he's a very good running back young running back you got Christian Kirk you have Zay Jones and oh by the way you now have Calvin Ridley you cannot forget about him he is a huge huge upgrade um obviously they got him and he was suspended last year so he couldn't play but that pickup right there and having that on your offense now, that speedster, I mean, it, it lengthens the the entire offense for them. And then you have Evan Ingram, who is a big body tight end. So those are all big names right there that you got on your offense and a plenty of weapons. Um, I, I, I can try and pull up their depth chart real quick. Well, See, while well, you're doing that, I just I'll just add to this whole Calvin Ridley hype train that is going on right now. He is definitely going to be, in my opinion, Trevor Lawrence's probably favorite target. Oh, he was very good in his role with the Falcons while Julio Jones was still there. So he can, I think he can flourish and be that number one guy, but also at the same time, I think Trevor Lawrence is probably going to want to, he's going to want to spread it around. But at the same time, I think Calvin Ridley can like assert his own. He had 90 receptions in 2020. When he played 15 games, it's mainly a health thing for him. It's it's not re- or you know not gambling on games and getting and getting suspended. Um, it's mainly that. being out there on the field. He had 1,300 yards. He's um, you know had 28 touchdowns in 49 games, and he started 35 of those. Yep. So he scores a lot too. For anybody that plays fantasy, he will be a huge huge get if you can get him early on, or if people pass on him and you can get him as a steal late late in round. You never know. But looking at this depth chart, the depth chart is not very good. I mean, the biggest name that I see is Jamal Agnew. And I know that he had a couple games last season where he kind of like boomed a little bit in fantasy, um, scoring a couple touchdowns and everything. So, again, I, I this offense is is very, very good. And it's definitely going to be scary for, for defenses going up against it. There's not much uh, that you can stop. I mean, you got Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk on one side both very, very fast. And then you got Zay Jones, who, again, also in fantasy, he had a couple games where he had like two touchdowns and and just was really, really good. He's a big receiver as well, obviously, as well as Evan Ingram being the tight end. I, I don't have any complaints on this offense. I mean, I, I don't know how well their offensive line is, um, but Trevor Lawrence is mobile enough to where he can scramble and, and make plays himself. And again, Etienne, he is a good running back. And I think he's a good pass catcher too. So, and they have that chemistry from Clemson. So 
Yeah, all this talk about the Jaguars' backfield has me reminiscing on James Robinson. Oh, man. This has Poor just guy. fallen off the face of the earth. I mean, unfortunately, after his you know breakout season, he had uh, the Achilles tear. And so there's not much that he could really do about that other than just, you know, hope and pray that the recovery process is, is yeah. good. But he's now with the uh, Giants. Um, I think that they have clearly shown a commitment, this organization, to when they have an opportunity in front of them to go out and spend money and to get players. Because that's what they did in the Blake Bortles era. Um, shout out UCF legend. Yes, sir. Um, Rip and Sigs construction. <laughs> uh, great, great guy. Um, but anyways, they showed a commitment to just getting players in free agency and spending money. And they said, if we have a chance to win, we're going to go for it and, and take a shot. And I, that's what I really liked about last year, whenever they got guys like Christian Kirk. And they just decided we're going to spend a lot of money, you know, and we're probably going to overpay, but we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure out the books after this. And they get the luxury of doing that right now especially because trevor lawrence obviously hasn't gotten an, an insane mega contract just yet but that'll probably be coming after this year probably yeah and if he leads them to where that i believe that they can be which is afc championship level um he, he'll definitely get that payday and i remember that christian kirk deal that was so wild what was it like four years 90 million something like that um uh, uh, that's just off the top of my head um but I remember seeing that and I was like, he's a number two. He was, I mean, he was obviously behind DeAndre Hopkins in Arizona, but he, he, he's he a good pick. Number three in Arizona. Cause yeah. it was also when Marquise Brown was, uh... oh wait, actually, excuse no. me, I'm getting him mixed up. I'm getting him mixed up, but I thought he was, I didn't know if he ever really got into like the number two territory. I thought I was, he was, uh, excuse me, I was completely messing that up. Larry Fitzgerald is what you might have been thinking of. Maybe. Because Larry Fitzgerald was overlapped. Yeah. Yeah. No, they definitely did. Um, but let's take a look at their schedule. They got Indianapolis week one. So probably going up against either Anthony Richardson or or Gardner Minshew. But I think it's going to be Anthony Richardson. It should be Anthony Richardson. And then this, this schedule is tough because they were a first-place team last year, correct? So they get a tough schedule. They got Kansas City, and they get Houston. And then they got those back-to-back -back games in London because they are like considered like a home team over there. So they got Atlanta and then Buffalo. That kind of sucks. They lose two home games because they are staying out in London. So that's kind of interesting. And then they got Indy again. Um, and then New Orleans and Pittsburgh. And then they got their bye week, week nine. I think that's a solid bye week for them. Uh, allows everyone to rest up pretty much midway through the season. Uh, what are you looking at when you see that first uh, eight weeks? Yeah, there's some there's some huge well, there's some huge games in that, and then there's other ones where I'm like, that team doesn't have a quarterback, or they got a young guy starting his first game, and they're gonna they're gonna be just fine. I mean, Anthony Richardson was named the starter officially for Indy, so uh, unless obviously you don't want to see it, but unless injury occurs, I think he'll be trotted out there in week one. Um, but the big thing that I, I see here is Buffalo has zero chance, in my opinion, in winning that game in week five. Traveling to London against a team who's been there for two weeks already, mm -hmm. um, who has that home field crowd advantage that I've been told they have. 
I mean, they've gotten to adjust with the time, the the areas, the places, bonded maybe even in a different country. I definitely could see them um, if they were to have a really good season or win a Super Bowl. I could see like a documentary uh, talking about their time in London and how they bonded in the trip. I just Mm -hmm. don't see them losing to Buffalo uh, unless obviously something ridiculous were to occur. Yeah. Like a miracle, perhaps. Um, I'm looking at this and I can see five and three, six and two with the losses being um, Kansas City and then maybe another one in there. I mean, maybe one of the indie games, maybe. But yeah, I agree. I don't, I, think, I don't think I see any less than six and two. Yeah. 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 That, and that that's a really good start for them because – then they got San Francisco coming out of the bye week. They host San Francisco, which is good. The Niners are going to be flying out to the East Coast. So um, we'll see. That'll be a very fun game to watch, I think. Obviously, we always talk about it. It's the quarterback situation in San Francisco um, that, that, we're, that we're discussing. Um, and then they got Tennessee, Houston. And they got back-to-back um, AFC North opponents with hosting Cincinnati primetime on Monday, December 4th. And then they got the following week, the Browns. Oh, and then they play uh, Baltimore. So three AFC North in a row. Back to back to back. Back to back to back. And then they close out the season with Tampa, Carolina, and Tennessee. So when you look at the schedule overall, obviously the big games that you're circling are Kansas City, San Francisco, and – then on the schedule as well, you're circling that three AFC North in a row just because, you know, those are that's going to be important if you're, like, in the wild card discussion. Um, but other than that, I mean, I guess the Buffalo game, too, you're circling because it's, it's Buffalo and you have to take them very seriously. But, you know, that game is in London and you talked about it. They will have that two-week kind of head start on Buffalo. But I, I – I'm pretty optimistic for this Jaguars team. I, again, I think they're super talented on offense. Their defense is just going to have to to maintain and and hold these other big offenses. Obviously, Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, even Tennessee a little bit, and and Cincinnati. But what are we looking at? Looking at eleven wins, eleven and six. I think that's doable for this team. Yeah, I, I definitely think eleven and six is is doable i agree you know running through san fran it's all about the qb situation that's week 10 though so you think that they maybe would have it figured out by then mm-hmm. i think the only part of this schedule i get a little bit nervous about is three nfc north teams and then going to the nfc south it's teams that they don't play all that often i don't know how familiar they're going to be and that's um that's sandwiched in between houston and tennessee so they have division games, and then they have those five games right there down the stretch. I'm thinking against, you know, some decent teams really vying for playoff spots, and that makes me nervous. But I definitely could see them being going into week 13 through the first 12 games. I could see them at 10 and 2. Yeah, that would be a very, very big talking I mean, point. I think they could maybe get – Obviously, the I'm I'm counting the Buffalo game. I'm very confident in that. I just don't. I think that that matters. 
being in London. But, you know, you have Kansas City and San Francisco. Give them the benefit of the doubt. And I just think they take care of business in their division to start to start the year, especially. I mean, those young QBs, I, I just don't really see it. Um, well, and, talking you know, about- New Orleans, New Orleans should, would be an interesting game. Obviously, that's Thursday night. Um, but I, I could see 10-2 and two going into week 13. Without a doubt. Um, but you were talking about those young key, young QBs. Let's talk about the uh, Indianapolis Colts. They got one themselves in Anthony Richardson. Uh, obviously, us being based out of Florida, we not UF, but just the state of Florida. We uh, we know UF pretty well. Um, at least I know I do. Um, so I, I've seen Anthony Richardson firsthand. Uh, I saw him against USF. And then I also saw him against LSU and that LSU game was insane. He had like an 80 yard run, breaking tackles, freak of an athlete. And then he also has a hell of a throwing arm. And uh, I think he had a super deep, long touchdown uh, in that game as well. So he, he does it all for, for uh, on the field. Um, I'm excited to see how it's going to translate from college where he was not in a very good system for, for his, uh, for his skill set, and they just didn't utilize him very well. Um, to now in the NFL, where he is with Frank Reich, correct? No, not Frank Reich. Who's the Who's the coach in Indy now? I'm throwing you that 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 question too quickly, or just I'm throwing it on you. Shane um, Steichen. Oh, yeah, Frank Reich used the, to be the, the Eagles okay. offensive coordinator. The Eagles offensive coordinator. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So anyways, um, I just threw myself off. But again, I think Anthony Richardson is going to be very good. He does have Gardner Minshew behind him, who is a veteran quarterback. I mean, did he go to the Super Bowl with the Eagles? Was he with them at that time? Yeah, yeah this is a so, new hire. He hasn't coached a game for the Colts. Oh, yeah. So or, I, yeah. I'm talking about Gardner Minshew. Was he with Philly when – because Gardner Minshew was on – no, he wasn't. Oh, my gosh. He was with uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, but he was on Philly for a minute. Okay, see, I know I'm not that crazy. All right, I need to get off this quarterback conversation, talk about the offense in general. I mean, he's also – he's always going to have Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman is 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 one of the top wide receivers in the, in the game. And then they did pick up Isaiah McKenzie uh, from the Bills. And then, obviously, no one, no one knows what's going to happen with Jonathan Taylor. Like, do you think that Jonathan Taylor is going to play for the Colts this year? Yeah, so definitely it has been an interesting offseason for the Colts. I think think he's got to be out there week one. This would be a mess. Um, We just saw, like, Jerry Jones and kind of give Zach Martin what he wanted um, as far as the salary goes for this upcoming year. I think maybe some of it's posturing. NFL owners are very prideful people and they also just don't like to give any of their leverage away uh, or, you know, show their hand or their position. I just think he has to play. I mean, do you really think that this Colts team wants to bring out Anthony Richardson without possibly the best running back in football right now? Yeah, no, they don't want that to happen at all. They, they, because if Anthony Richardson starts doing poorly, all they, they can just hand the ball off to, to Jonathan Taylor. And it's not like they have anyone behind Jonathan Taylor that's that's going to help out a ton. I mean, you got Zach Moss and Deion Jackson. I know personally for me, I picked up Deion Jackson uh, in my fantasy league last year. And uh, I think that first week, 
he he did really well. But other than that, like he wasn't anything special. So if if Jonathan Taylor is not out there for this Colts team, it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a rough year for them. Um and if they're and if he's not gonna play for them, they need to trade him. They need to get rid of him, they need to get value for him because that's the only way that you're gonna get better. Like, so I'm gonna bring in a baseball reference here. What the Angels should have done in hindsight is trade Shohei Otani and gotten a ton of value back for him, but they didn't. And I get it. I'm not comparing George or Jonathan Taylor and, and Shohei Otani in their sport, but the fact is that you can get value for this high leverage player. And instead of having him sit on your bench or not even be around the team. So I think that they should either get this contract done or just trade him. Don't play this game. It's not fun for anybody. Yeah. And if he's really that replaceable of a player, then draft a running back, then, then yep. do it because um, I'm not going to sit here and argue for running backs to say, you know, this is an extremely important position in football in 2023. Like it's probably lower on the totem pole considering um, player personnel wise, considering the overturn that you have and just the plethora of running backs that you get every single year. But Jonathan Taylor is a different player. And with the young QB, man, I don't really, I don't really like not, um, not bringing him aboard uh, to start the season in week one. Um, one thing about Shane Steichen is he's definitely he definitely wants to, I think, after being with Jalen Hurts, lean on that style of play with Anthony, with Anthony Richardson. And I think a good, solid run game will help him tremendously. I mean, we see it with Josh Allen. The Bills haven't had a running back in years. And Josh Allen is consistently their number one rushing threat. And he has somehow stayed relatively healthy outside of an elbow injury yep. like last year um he has been able to stay on the field not everybody's like that no matter how big and strong and fast you are not everybody is like that these, these injuries feel so random at times so it's all it's almost a luck thing and i just think if you didn't want jonathan taylor um or you didn't want to pay him then you got to be careful with your quarterback you need to it's it's bigger than just the running back position. For sure. I I I hate that um Anthony Richardson's having to go through this kind of really rough situation. You want it to be as smooth as possible. And so far it is def it has been nothing but it's been anything but smooth. That's what I'm trying to say. It's been anything but smooth for uh for the Colts and him so far uh to start his career. But um, let's take a look at their schedule. They got Jacksonville, Houston, Baltimore, and the uh, the Rams uh, their first four weeks. Um, two two home games, two bye games, or two away games. Um, and then they got Tennessee, Jacksonville, Cleveland, New Orleans, Carolina, and then they got New England. Is that a – where is that? Is that a Mexico sort game? Let's see. Let me click this real quick and see because it's at 930. So no, where is this game at? This is oh, this is the Germany. Um, Germany. Okay, yeah. I thought Germany was a lot earlier in the year because the Dolphins and uh, the Chiefs are playing. I guess that's week nine, so week ten. Yeah, that makes sense. And then they got their bye week, week eleven. Um, what are we looking at here? One, 
maybe three or four wins in those first 10. That's a little not not too good. But what do you expect when you have a rubber rookie quarterback and the type of team that he has around him? I mean, I'm not looking. I don't think they're looking at the playoffs. They're just looking to get Anthony Richards, Richardson's feet wet, right? Yeah, I would be shocked if they made the playoffs. Oh, yeah. No, without a doubt. They, they, I don't expect them to make playoffs at all. And then to finish out their their uh, their season, they got Tampa Bay, Tennessee, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Vegas, and Houston. Look at the schedule. I just don't think there are many teams that they are just flat out better than. Um, and then obviously you got a rookie quarterback, you got a rookie head coach. Eh, not a crazy offense. Obviously, you got a turmoil with the with your running back, your franchise player at this point. So. Uh, Yikes. It's looking pretty bleak there for uh for the Indianapolis Colts. Do you have any more thoughts on them before we move on to the final team? Well, yeah, that final team will be the Houston Texans. And I think they're in a very similar position as the Texans are. I think this is obviously a year where you just want to win games and make sure that your rookie head coach is building a culture within your organization that is positive. This this Colts team. I guess I'll just say the final word on them. They have have been a revolving door of quarterbacks, of very promising quarterbacks, in all honesty, since Andrew Luck retired. Mm-hmm. Um, with you maybe thought Jacoby Brissett could have even been that guy. You thought Phillip Rivers was gonna be able to rekindle something. He couldn't do it. Matt Ryan couldn't do it. Carson Wentz, he's out of the league now. <laughs> um they just can't seem to catch a break with that sort of stuff they've been very promising in that department I think as an organization though like it's definitely they have to be careful I think if this doesn't work out and they don't build something this year they could end up possibly if Anthony Richardson was a bust you know which is a big if obviously I don't want to put that on it and I'm certainly not predicting that but they need to be very careful because I think they could that could send this organization to a weird place yeah yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, the Houston Texans real quick. Again, we talked about they got a new quarterback themselves. They got C.J. Stroud. And then they also have a uh, first-year head coach and D'Amico Ryans. I think uh, people are very high on him. He's a defensive-minded coach, no? He's from uh, the 49ers, so defensive-minded. Um, they, they're actually playing right now against the Dolphins. They had a very good uh, first series um, against them. They, they were able to pick off Tua was playing in his first game of the preseason and then their offense I mean they were in the red zone immediately and uh they went for it on fourth down there they were inside the 10 and they were unable to score and then the Dolphins uh I think converted a third down and somehow they end up going the entire distance and they scored a touchdown um but right now I got his uh the stats pulled up CJ Stroud is seven for 10 for 60 yards no touchdowns no interceptions uh they're they're rushing they got Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary Pierce has got six carries for 15 yards, and Singletary has one for one. Um, and then they're receiving. They don't have anybody crazy. I mean, they did pick up Robert Woods and Dalton Schultz. Those are two um, proven names in the NFL. Um, and then they also got Nico Collins, who I'm pretty sure he was with them last year. He was a, he was a let me let me check. I'm pretty sure he was with them last year. For the stats, yeah, he was with them last year. Had 14 games played. Um, Oh, no, he's been there for two years. Yeah, two years. So 14 games played in his rookie year, 10 last season. 
Um, nothing extraordinary. Um, I don't even, yeah, he's their number two on here. Um, yeah, their offensive line also is is filled with some veterans. Obviously, Laramie Tunsil, we know what he has done in his career and uh, his crazy career, even from the day he was drafted. And then uh, they was it, is this Shaq Mason? Yeah, Shaq Mason. He was with the Patriots for a long time, so. They got some good veterans up front to protect C.J. Stroud, so I think that's very beneficial um, for him. And then their defense, uh, I know we haven't really talked about much defense, but I know that um, D'Amico Ryans is, is defensive-minded at heart. Obviously, they got Derek Stingley Jr. He was drafted last year out of LSU. He was the number three overall, so he's definitely a talented player for them. Um, what are your expectations before looking at their schedule uh, for this season? Well, like you said, they they also have tried to make a lot of moves. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think about the Texans. I think they're going to be better. I hope. Hopefully, Dalton Schultz can be the uh, safety blanket for uh, C.J. Stroud starting out. Um, I'm definitely intrigued by D'Amico Ryan's being a head coach, um, but I am definitely a little bit worried. Right now, you see it with Robert Sala. Um, when he had Zach Wilson on the Jets. I don't think Robert Saul is a bad coach or anything, but, you know, a defensive-minded head coach and a rookie QB, to me, I'm I'm always scared, but I do think that this team has some um, some upside to be better because they were very, very bad last year. Um, I'm, I like C.J. Stroud. I think he can uh, – blossom i i think ironically even though he was drafted second overall he'll probably not um be in the spotlight in that division at all as far as rookie Q- qbs are concerned because i think if will levis were to take the field in tennessee i don't know why but he always seems to get some sort of uh publicity uh mm-hmm. and i think because of the way that he fell in the draft but obviously i think anthony richardson is just this this guy who reminds everybody of Cam Newton, uh, Josh Allen, Ben Roethlisberger, like he's definitely box office with that sense. So be kind of out of the spotlight a little bit. They'll be better. They won't compete for the playoffs or anything like that. Um, And maybe this dynamic works between head coach and quarterback. We'll see. I'm skeptical, but I think they're headed in the right direction. I always think it's good whenever you hire a new coach, when you get that new franchise QB, what do you think? Um, what do you think a positive season looks like for the Texans before we get into the schedule here? A positive season is CJ Stroud stays healthy and he performs well. Um, what is well? Uh, I don't know. I think if he can, I think if he, I think that he's going to be better than, than Bryce, Bryce Young. Um, I think that he is, I just think he's better. Um, I've, I've looked at some of the video so far and bright and Bryce Young has not looked too hot so far with Carolina. And, um, I just like the, the build, I think more for, for CJ Stroud. So a successful season, I think is just him staying healthy and he just, he, he learns how the NFL ball is played. It's different than college. So I think that is what a successful season will look like for them. Obviously they're not looking at the playoffs. They just want everyone to stay healthy and, and, they can move forward in year two in his sophomore year. But um, taking a look at the schedule, they got Baltimore, Indy, Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, and New Orleans before their bye week. 
think uh, they can pull out. They go buy home or not buy away home, away home, away home, away home. So there's a lot of traveling, but um, I think they can pull out probably two wins there. I don't see why not. They can probably beat Indianapolis. It's it's possible with like the turmoil that's going on there, and they could probably beat Atlanta, maybe even Pittsburgh. So they can surprise some people. And then they got Carolina, Tampa. Then they got Cincy and Arizona. Um, they could probably beat Arizona. Probably will beat Carolina. Uh, Jacksonville, Denver, New York, Tennessee, Cleveland, Tennessee, Indy. I can see them getting about seven wins this season, six or seven. I think that's a it's a good number. I mean, I think they can beat Indy. They can beat Pittsburgh. They can beat Atlanta. They can beat Carolina, Arizona. And then they can pull up some upsets. They could maybe even beat Cleveland and another upset. So six is my prediction. Six wins on the year. I think if a team doesn't have a world beater at quarterback, they're usually pretty uh, susceptible to maybe losing a random game. Uh, that might actually be a little bit higher than I am on them. I don't know if they're going to be able to beat a team like the Falcons in week uh, in week five, um, especially on the road with CJ Stroud. Um, I think that that Falcons team is a good team. Um, I do think that they'll finish better than the Colts. Now that I've looked at it, I de- I definitely think the division goes. And you can, when we're done with this, I guess you can add add a little bit to what I'm about to say. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but I think Jags, Titans, Texans, Colts will be the finishing. Uh, standings for that division. No, I totally, uh, I, I can agree with that. I, I think Jacksonville is going to be the best team in the division. Um, and then Tennessee, if they can, they can surprise people and, and they can, they can do some stuff, but I don't think they'll end up winning the division. And then I think uh, after looking at it all and, and discussing it, I think the Colts are just in too much turmoil. And unfortunately for Anthony Richardson, they're just not going to be, um, just very functional. So I think the Texans will, will surprise and, and be the third team in that division for sure. So, yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, it's just tough. It's tough because I don't think either of these teams are going to be very good Texans yeah. or Colts, but I definitely have to give my respect to them because I think they'll, they will be better. I think they will be out of that. Like the uh, Caleb Williams race yeah. uh, and Drake may sweepstakes. Yep. They're definitely in a different position for sure. uh, than they were last year. So that's a good sign for them and a good sign for Texans fans because it's definitely tough to overcome what happened with Deshaun Watson. Yep. Uh, that was a massacre for the franchise. Very much so. They're definitely in a different position. Yeah. Well, uh, I appreciate you being here and talking about the NFL division previews. We have done all eight divisions. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Thank you to everybody who decided to take a little listen at any point. This has been Double or Nothing. Uh, Next podcast, we don't have anything set quite yet, but we do have a little surprise. Uh, We won't spoil it right here, but just stay tuned for the next one. Uh, I've been Mason Migliera. That is Patrick Previty. Hope everybody has a great rest of their day. Peace out. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-ch- 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.